0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Sysploitation Conflagration. Here are your two amazing hosts, Nate Bradford and Steven Ronquillo. Guys, take
1: it away!
2: Woo! (laughs) Did you make it back? All right. Well, I guess Steven's not here yet. So, uh, it's me, Nate Bradford, the co-host. Uh tonight we're going to be uh talking about the best and the worst of 2021, uh movies, music, TV, whichever what whatever crosses our mind as usual. And uh, we're also going to be paying tribute to a couple of uh uh film luminaries that passed away in this this week here
0: we go so. the host is here even though it said I wasn't and then it said I wasn't then <laughs> it said I went to Albuquerque
2: <laughs> I gave us a nice little introduction while okay, you were gone yeah so you're all set but yeah <laughs> I, we're going to do I, this I nice
0: it. and quick because we got so much to talk about yeah it is halfway through the year so we got to give our best And I've got one that's definitely going to be in the worst, but I suspect there's going to be worse than it throughout the years. So let's just get this (laughs) eh out of the way first, and that is uh, Army is a dead. Uh, (laughs) It's just too damn long.
2: Yeah, like, you know, see now, Zack Snyder is going off on, like, he's getting – Okay, he's getting into like Tarantino territory where it's like all of his movies are getting longer and longer and longer and longer. But the problem is he's not as good a director as Tarantino. So I I don't want to sit through the four-hour Snyder cut of Justice League. Hey,
0: that's in my top five, so just be keep it quiet for now. But – <laughs> Let's be honest, even at, uh, his long one of his longer movies, uh, Pulp Fiction, Three Hours, that movie is tight, as tight as a drum. I've never seen a loose, as in, boing, blah, 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 no flab, in a Tarantino movie.
2: Right. Yeah, it, Zack Snyder does... Uh, uh zack snyder does have a lot of fat in his movies i mean that's why i Army mentioned of that the like dead
0: is bad yeah. for that i mean there's like a good 90 minute zombie action film there's some good ideas in it but two hours and 30 minutes Eh-eh.
1: Eh-eh.
2: yeah <laughs> do you ever do you ever watch that uh there's a youtube channel um where this one he's a comedian but he does uh he does uh pitch meetings have you ever watched any of those on youtube uh Uh, no it's it's part of the screen rant uh it's part you know screen rant obviously the website um yeah it's it's part of their thing but it's like this comedian and he plays both characters every time he's always like the guy who's pitching the movie and the guy who's asking questions about the (sighs) movie pitch and he always you know, he he's he kind of mystery science theater three thousands it. You know, like it's always a joke. He's he's like pitching the meeting and just like the newest episode I think was F nine. You know, like just just talking about how ridiculous F nine is. You know, but yeah, it's pretty funny. It, yeah, yeah, you should watch it. It just just go on YouTube and uh, type in pitch meetings. And you'll see this guy. He's got oh, yeah. hundreds of videos, and they're all they're all hilarious.
0: Yeah. Have you seen anything that you might put as the worst you've seen this year so far? But since it's the halfway list, it doesn't have to be anything horrible.
1: Hmm.
2: You
0: this time year, you've seen at least one. Uh...
2: Well, I wouldn't say this movie was horrible but i don't see what everyone was so crazy about uh friggin uh what's it called uh, nomad land i don't see why everyone was so crazy about that movie because i mean we were
0: stuck in a house thought- and we were jerking off about people getting in rvs it's, <laughs>
2: it's
0: covid porn
1: Oh, God. God.
0: Look at them. They're just driving all over the U.S. They're doing whatever they want to. They're not stuck in the fucking house. Oh, my God. You know,
1: (laughs) I did, I did, I
2: I did, I did like it. And I do think that that you're, I do think you're right. That was part of the appeal. Everyone was trapped in their house and they were like, well, hey, you know, (laughs) look at these people. But, um, and I thought it was beautifully photographed. I mean, uh, if anything, that movie, I know it won several Academy Awards, but if anything, it should have won for Best Cinematography. It was beautifully photographed. Um, I did enjoy that aspect of it. And I love Frances McDormand. She's a great actress, you know, but I, I don't know. It just like halfway through, I was like, yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't even think, I didn't even plan this, but halfway through, I was like, are we there yet? <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> but yeah,
0: I mean, usually halfway through the year we watch the eh, movie. It's by the end of the year that we see the worst of the worst. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there's and like so a, many out uh, there that looks so bad that I have to watch just to make sure I have the right film to torture people with
2: on Thanksgiving.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: right and And, like I said, to be honest i did not I did not dislike Nomadland. I just don't understand why so many people loved it. It's definitely not the worst movie I've seen this year you know it it yeah. I just didn't understand why why it got so much love. I mean it was kind of just I don't know, maybe I'm disconnected from the human experience now, you know, like I guess that was kind of the whole the the deep undercurrent of that movie was you it's know hard
0: to take, like how, pe- uh,
2: how 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 people connect.
0: Yeah, but it's hard to take No Man Land seriously after you've seen Living in America with Albert Brooks, which is probably the true version of what would happen
1: If, you're, <laughs> if one of our
0: dumbasses tried to do something like Nomad Land.
1: right (laughs) and that
0: one's funny and still worth watching they all they go on that big old man lad trip and then end up losing all their money within a month
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i would say i mean anyone who's listening who hasn't seen an albert brooks movie watch them all man i mean i don't know i wouldn't say uh I, I, I wouldn't say he ever made a bad movie. I don't know. No. <sighs> my number five
0: in. would be uh, Zack Snyder's uh, Justice League. And that's one, if they would have released it to theaters, it probably would have been on my worst list. Because watching it in like one hour, 30 minute, uh, 40 minute digestible gulps at a time over streaming, It played great. I loved it. It was a lot better than in the theatrical version of of Justice League.
2: Yeah, I agree. It was better than the theatrical version, but like I said, it felt a little self-indulgent. But I will agree with you that it was definitely a movie to watch at home in small chunks, Uh, you know, don't just sit through all four hours at once you know you'll get burnt out and you won't care anymore by the time the end comes around you know
0: I just wish there were more Jared Leto's Joker because after the crap fest that was uh, uh, him and Suicide Squad seeing him going fuck you see I can do a good
2: job (laughs) yeah right (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he yeah the, the yeah the Jared Leto Joker in uh in in uh Justice League was was way better than than him in Suicide Squad. But however, the new Suicide Squad movie does look pretty good to me. Um, and
0: <laughs> it's James Gunn. It's <laughs> going to be fun.
2: Obviously, yeah. I don't think James Gunn has ever made a movie that I don't like either. I think he's, you know, I mean, I know he only has a few movies under his belt, but uh, his movies are always fun, for sure.
0: Yeah, What? Uh, and if you've seen Super, he's not afraid to kill off anybody at any time if it either does a good joke or moves the story along.
2: <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah, and Super came <laughs> along at the perfect time for me. Because, you know, I was a big fan of The Office, and then all of a sudden Rain Wilson's in a, you know, goofy James Gunn superhero movie. And I was like, yep, I'll check that out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, what was one of your best that you've seen this year so far? And we um, got to say well, uh, the big one for uh, probably both are number one, so don't mention that one.
2: Yeah, I know. I know. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I've watched so many movies this year. Um, but, um, Oh, what, what was the name of that? It was, it was, well, this kind of goes into what you and I were talking about yesterday about, or the day before about movies that don't really seem like remakes, but they kind of are, uh, what was that movie with where the guy from with the guy from The Walking Dead, where they had to fight their way up to the top of the office building? Um,
0: yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. What
2: what the heck was that movie called? Um, oh, man, I can't remember. So embarrassed. Uh,
0: They've been so yeah, many of them. Vampires suck. Uh, the one with uh, <laughs> Tamara Weaving. That's become <laughs> right? like a little mini subgenre in itself. Oh, the one with the guy from Walking Dead—that was botched. The Russian one that was just freaking hilarious, where they get stuck inside the building.
2: <laughs> oh, that? No, I think that that was that was lockdown, wasn't it? I think that was lockdown. Oh. Uh, where, where, where the building, like everything, like shut down and they had to kill each other to no this the, no yeah, this, the
0: this one was, was a good
2: one oh that's yeah that's what i was thinking of the bilko experiment i didn't remember anyone from the walking dead being in that movie um yeah yeah but no there i'm trying to uh i'm trying to figure it out because you know i this was a good one um I'll figure it out here in a second, but, um, yeah, it's a movie about, like, it, it was very similar to uh, High Rise. Did you Do you remember that movie, High Rise? Uh, yeah,
0: uh, yeah, the J.G. Ballard adaption by the greatest, one of my all-time favorite directors of the moment.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait
0: to see Ben Wheatley's new one. I haven't seen it yet.
2: What's his new film?
0: That one into the woods or into the void? Yeah, into the woods.
2: Where oh, they yeah, going? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I... Yeah. no, we'll describe it for the listeners if they haven't seen it or let them, you know, I guess they can well,
0: watch the what trailer. But... About, yeah, what it's about is uh they uh this guy goes into the woods to uh find uh this lost crew. And right. they go in the woods and then stuff gets weird. And this has been weakly <laughs> weird. Um uh, Field in England am I stoned watching this movie weird.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's funny you should mention that. I was just thinking about a field in I I I was thinking about a field in England uh, the other day because way back when you and I first started this podcast, we did an episode where we talked about it with Carl. Um, Man, that was a weird
1: movie. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I think I was,
0: like I said, I was the only one in that theater who probably liked the damn thing. Everyone else was like, (laughs) what was that shit fuck that shit what the hell and me i was like i want mushrooms i want to watch it again play it again
1: (laughs) right
2: (laughs) yeah it was kind of like that this was kind of funny when uh my friend sean and i went to see natural born killers in the theater um There were quite a few people in the theater. It was an afternoon show in the summertime, so there were quite a few people. It wasn't a a huge audience, but when we left, he and I were talking about how much we liked it, and everyone else walking down the hall behind us was like, that movie fucking sucked. What the hell was that all about? Oh, yeah, the first time that I I
0: seen it on videotape, I hated the movie so much, I was like, wait, I got to watch it again. That was weird that I hated it that much. Then I watched it the second time and it clicked. Right. Yeah.
2: So the movie that I was trying to think of was Mayhem. Uh, Oh,
0: Mayhem. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So it had Steven Yen from The Walking Dead. And, uh, excuse me. Yeah. He's trying to get to the top of this, um, trying to get to the top of this high rise building to uh you know like I said, it's very it's very similar to uh, well now I forgot the name of the other movie. God damn, is a rise. hell of a drug. No, well High Rise was more about like you know, High Rise was more in the vein of that, um uh, you know those movies like Snowpiercer and stuff, where like yeah. the poorer people are in the back, and uh, then you I know, uh, Snowpiercer. But, really, you hated it?
1: Yeah,
0: just huh. another boring well, what a, science fiction movie with no real point. Rich people are bad, poor people are good. Oh, let's throw in a little Soylent well, Green to be add to it.
2: Well Poor poor people are are good Rich people are bad Isn't necessarily a bad Isn't necessarily a bad message
0: No, but it's a cliche You're right, you're
2: right Yeah, you're right I was watching an interview with Quentin Tarantino Earlier today on the Joe Rogan podcast And they were asking him if he they they were asking him if he felt uh you know if he felt like people had ripped him off in the 90s and he was like no he's like i think everyone was just trying to spin off into a new subgenre and make the movies they wanted to make but he said if there's anything they ripped off from me is that all gangsters had to start wearing black suits
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: Yeah, I noticed that after uh, that, all gangsters wore black suits at the Reservoir Dogs and sunglasses. Right. Right. But yeah, my number four would be The Ice Road. It's your typical old-school redneck, let's get the truckers to save the day, dumbing down of the wages of fear. But it was fun. I watched it on Netflix. and It was fun. If I paid money for it, I don't know if I'd like it as much as I do. But since <laughs> I didn't, right. you
2: know, yeehaw! <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. Uh... It was, you're right, it was kind of, it, it did feel like one of those, like, old-timey, uh, like, 70s, like, you know, the 70s were the height of the Trucker movie, obviously, you know, like, yeah. I, and and I wonder about that sometimes, too, like, why did that become such an attract for filmmakers? Like, I mean... What, well, you remember I, what, uh, I guess lone,
0: Lonely is the Brave, don't you? Where it had Kirk Douglas yep. is the cowboy nowadays, and he got killed by a trucker at the end of it.
1: Yeah. Truckers
0: right. became the last well, cowboys, the last free spirits going down the road, telling the man to go fuck their <laughs>
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's it's just, it's just wow. weird to me that like, there's so many trucker movies, you know, like from the seventies and, uh, but, yeah, and it's always something like this. It's always something like the the, uh, the plot of the ice road. It's like, all right, there's a problem that only a trucker can solve, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We can't get a helicopter in there to save those people from the mine collapse. We're going to have to send in a trucker.
0: <laughs> and he's going to have to go down dangerous roads.
2: And drive across frozen lakes or something, right? Like wh- didn't he have to drive across like a frozen yeah.
1: lake. Ice well it's called yeah, ice yeah. lake. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh. yeah.
0: It's cliche, but it's fun. <laughs>
2: yeah, I mean it like like I said, it does it does have a lot of that same spirit as like the seventies Trucker movies, you know? Yeah. Mm. So Oh, so Another movie that I liked A lot this year uh, I don't know if you've seen it uh, Locked Down, have you seen that? No Uh, It's by Doug Liman The same guy who directed uh, Swingers and Go Those are probably the movies that he's Best known for Um, But yeah But yeah, it's, it's not like I mean, you know most of Doug Lyman's movies, like, okay, so either you've got Swingers where all the speed is just coming out of, uh, you know, Vince Vaughn's mouth. Buddy, 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 I got to tell you, we got to go to Vegas. Buddy, 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 you know. <laughs> or you've got movies like Go where the fast-paced words are coming out of drug addicts or there's chase scenes, you know, like car chase scenes. So that would he has happen. kind of a weird... Go
0: has to be in the top elite section of the Tarantino exploitation movies.
2: Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Um, But yeah, so I don't know if you haven't, if, you, if anyone, if you haven't seen it or if anyone hasn't seen it, uh, Lockdown is, it's kind of a fun film. And of course, it's about down during COVID-19, but yeah. it has a great cast has a great cast. I mean, it's got Anne Hathaway. It's got Stephen Merchant. It's got Mindy Kaling. It's got Ben Stiller. It's got Ben Kingsley. Uh, it, it's, it's a it's cool movie, you know. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah,
2: <laughs> Yes. It's got Ben there done that. Yep. They're all there. <laughs> <laughs>
0: now, my yeah, number Yeah, so Lockdown. Check, check it yeah. out. My number three, I'm bringing in a little nepotism because, one, the director of the movie is a friend of the show and someone I know her work and I've seen the short film at the Knoxville Horror Fest and she is a programmer at the Knoxville Horror Fest. But the stylist is just so fucking good.
2: Yeah, I, I haven't seen it but you mentioned it to me before. So you Yeah. So it's, on it's Arrow only on the streaming.
0: It's on Arrow Streaming. Uh you can get it on Amazon now as a buy. Or you can get the limited edition uh Blu ray that Arrow put All out. All right,
2: cool. Nice.
0: And what it is, hmm. it's about the girl who's uh stylist but she's a very, she's in a very precarious mental state, and she likes women and uh, take personality from their hair take their personalities from their hair.
2: What wasn't the short film available on YouTube at, at one point? Yeah, yeah, because yeah, I think when you mentioned it to me, yeah, because. I, that sounds familiar to me now that you mention that. Yeah, I think I yeah. watched the short film. Is it, is it still is it still on YouTube? Do you know?
0: Yeah. The short film is.
2: Oh. Yeah, the short film, right. But now she's now she has a feature length version of it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Her first feature nice. film. Cool. Well Lena and you know where the Yeah. Any of Jill uh short films is fucking hilarious. They're all fun movies.
2: Yeah. So, uh, do, do you feel like she has like a distinct voice? Like, do, do all of her films kind of have the same feel to you, or do you feel like she? Yeah, you can uh, tell. Plays one around. Of her she,
0: films. You can tell one of right. her films when you watch it.
2: Does she play around with different um genres or does is she pretty much just sticking like yeah, the dark comedy she plays horror a, yeah,
0: she plays around with different genres, of horror and stuff like that. Well, her favorite two movies are Maniac and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So that should tell you something right there.
2: That tells me everything I need to know. <laughs> 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 Uh, so the next movie that I liked uh a lot this year, uh was uh I care a lot. Did you watch that movie? Yeah. Mean
0: motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> There's only one way I would have yeah. changed it. There's only one way I would have changed the ending. Yeah. I would have let her gotten away I- with it.
2: I don't know. I, I didn't really – I I kind of felt the opposite way. I was like, yeah, she got what was coming to her, you know.
0: I know. I don't is know. The point, the point is, is that if they got away with her, it's just not – it was just nice if they took that a, amorality off the way. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. They definitely – Her walking out, getting yeah. away with it, and everybody cheering her. Yeah. And then fade to
1: black.
2: <laughs> yeah. The part where uh, where Peter Dinklage meets <laughs> her a- after they're already arguing. And then, you know, he's like, look, I got an idea. Why don't we just do this all over the country and, you know. <laughs> yeah, you're a big uh,
0: – yeah. He was like, you're a bigger <laughs> bastard than I am. I like you. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So for those of you who haven't seen it, I Care A Lot is a film about uh, a woman who uh, takes control of, of elderly people's finances under the pretenses of being uh, not a lawyer, but some kind of like caregiver. And then she yeah. seizes all their property and, and has them put into a nursing home. Yeah, And
0: she ends so. up accidentally putting in a mafia boss's mother into a
2: nursing home. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yep. Duh. Yeah. Uh, the can whole, you imagine if the first
0: guy mm-hmm. we're going to be talking about after this part uh, made a movie like that? I would love to have seen his dark 70s ass have a tackle at it.
1: <laughs> All <Yeah>. right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, my number oh my two God. is about a cute little demented psychotic girl and her pet alien overlord whose destiny to destroy the universe. <laughs> and that would be uh, a great did you just... <laughs> psycho gorman.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We were excited when that showed up on Shudder.
0: Did you actually get to see that yet? <laughs>
2: yeah, oh yeah. Oh,
0: that was hilarious.
2: Yeah. When you when you sent me the uh the when you sent me the message and said, Oh, psycho Gorman is on uh uh is on Netflix or no, it's on Shudder.
1: Shudder. I was yeah. like,
2: Yep. <laughs> Yeah,
0: I love it because of how bizarre it gets by the end. You have taught me the power of love. Now I will destroy everyone
1: <laughs> with love.
2: <laughs> it it kind of reminds me of uh it, it 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 has like the same type of feel to me as the good the bad and the weird. You know, <laughs> yeah. like. It, it, it has that same kind of vibe to it for me you know uh, but, but
1: you're yeah. not
0: gonna have as much if you're like if you're an 80s or if you was uh 80s or a 90s kid you will this is the movie that we wanted isn't there that would be been the one way as a kid we'd be like <laughs> yeah we want our own psycho gorman
2: what do you what do you think the closest thing was that we had to psycho gorman in the 80s like what 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 would you compare it to from a movie from our childhood
0: uh probably Space invaders from the 90s
2: yeah but it has a weird like um It has a weird conspiracy theory thing to it, too, you know, like, or or I I don't know if that, yeah, I don't know if that was just supposed to be implied because, you know, the, the Templars are supposed to, you know, you know,
0: yeah. And uh, if you are yeah, very and, religious and pro and pro God, I would not recommend seeing Psycho Gorman. You will be pissed off by <laughs> the end of the movie. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. What do yeah. you mean this not Yeah. God
0: has sent me to stop <laughs> you. There's a new God here. And his name is Psycho Gorman.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah um you know what's kind of funny about this movie too the fact that the name psycho is in the title because um one thing i always say psycho is one of my all-time favorite movies The you know alfred hitchcock mm-hmm. psycho one of my all-time favorite movies and i've always mentioned to people when when I'm trying to explain to them, like one of the reasons I love it so much is because at the beginning, you're rooting for Mary. And when she, even when she steals the money and she, you know, you're rooting for her, she's in love. She's going to drive and, you know, hook up with her man and they've got the money that she stole. You're rooting for her. Then you meet uh, Norman and he's lonely and sad. And then kills her. And when he goes to push the car into the lake, it doesn't sink right away. And all of a sudden, you're like, oh, man, he's going to get caught. He's going to get caught. Somehow, Hitchcock made you root for Norman Bates, even though he just murdered some.
0: (laughs) No, 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 no. When you see it, you're like, oh, God, his mother's going to get him killed. His mother's going to get him killed. Let that car sink. (laughs) And then we go along thinking, God, uh, oh, his fucking mother is fucking
1: what? <laughs> A great one punch, think,
2: you know. The but the thing that I feel like how psycho Gorman works out with this movie too is like, uh, by the end of this movie I'm kind of rooting for the aliens. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: love that part of the ending when psycho gorman is free like well there's only one thing to do now and he pulls out a pistol and slams it on the table who's first (laughs) (laughs)
2: Uh, oh gosh yeah so my next movie is another weird one uh Willie's Wonderland. Anybody see that one this year?
0: Yeah, that one is fun. That one almost made it. It's uh, about number six for me.
2: Right. I liked it a lot. And I always like it when Nicolas Cage can lean into his, like, instead of just going over the top with his nonsense, he can just kind of lean into his weirdness, you know? Um yeah. So
0: Like he doesn't have a yeah, single he, word of dialogue in Willie's Wonderland. <laughs> right. <laughs>
1: yeah. And you
0: so have to see him do the pinball dance.
2: <laughs> right. <laughs> so for anyone who hasn't seen it, this is a very strange movie, and I won't ruin uh, – there are so many ways that I could spoil this movie for you, but just go and watch it. It's a great movie. It's funny. It's it's disgusting. It's scary at times. But, uh, yeah, it's about uh, – Nicolas Cage plays a character who uh, gets a job as a janitor working at, like, a Chuck E. Cheese-style uh, restaurant. He goes in and works after dark. And uh, suffice to say, all kinds of strange shit happens on his first night of work. And uh, like I said, it's funny. It's gross. It's scary. I mean, if you haven't seen it, check it out. I'm not going to say anything more about it because I don't want to spoil anything for people who haven't seen it.
0: Honestly, now that right, we're at number one, I wish they would have included that very first shot of the movie as the poster, not the one that's on there with all the fists on there. I mean, that would have been yeah, a better right. and funnier poster with, uh, uh John, with him sitting there with the cat in one hand. Can of tune and other and a painting under his arm, all bloodied.
1: <laughs>
0: That's a hell right? of a way to start a movie. He's like, and who are you? <laughs> Nobody.
2: Uh, yeah, that has definitely been my favorite film so far this year. And you know what's crazy about it is, you know, as a stand-up comedian. I've always been a huge fan of stand-up comedy. So my first introduction to Bob Odenkirk was Mm -hmm. when he was doing stand-up comedy back in the early 90s. Then when he was on Mr. Show, and then he kind of, he directed a few movies, but I didn't really care for the movies that he directed. And then he kind of disappeared for a while. And then all of a sudden he was on Better Call Saul. And I was like, whoa, this is cool. This is another side of him.
0: That's yeah, where he oh, yeah, originated
2: yeah. talk Yeah, after,
0: that, but yeah. Yeah, that's and right. then all of yeah. a sudden, but, I mean, uh, we got word. Bob Odenkirk plays a man whose house gets robbed and puts to the edge. <laughs> and you're like, okay, yeah, this was, is going to be a... Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't know about all this, but yeah, I loved that movie. I I, I thought it was great. <laughs> Yeah. Like, and it was,
0: it was it, and I would have seen this oh. a lot sooner if I did, if I knew who directed it at first, because I'm an idiot. I didn't realize that was the same director. Yeah. I would have been, oh, you mean this is, like I said, watching the extras on the Blu-ray, it's like, oh. We got this Russian guy. He directed this movie called Hardcore. I'm like, what? Is this a remake? Oh, sorry. As we called it in U.S., Hardcore Henry.
2: (laughs) (laughs) What? And Hardcore Henry, that, you know... uh yeah. Well, oh, I was just going to say, Hardcore Henry, if you haven't seen that movie, you should check it out. That that movie is a, a really interesting uh, – <laughs> it's, it's, it's conceptual. <laughs> it's conceptual.
1: <laughs> and Sholto
0: Copley just takes that movie away.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I love it. I mean – this is different than all those other dark movie, dark men with a past, who's forced to come out to protect their family. Unlike in those films, like, I'm sick of this. I'm sick of this violent life. Why won't they let me be? Him, like, he beats the shit out of eight guys on the bus, and he's like, God, I fucking missed this."
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's like, yeah, he's like, uh oh. <laughs> like his character at, his his character at first is like, uh, oh, I left that life behind but as soon as he gets a chance to go back to that life, he goes right for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love yeah. it when
0: the Russians so, get on the bus, he's like, This was a gift from God given to me <laughs> and
1: I
2: shall not waste this gift. <laughs> <laughs> Now was that was that movie written by the same guy who wrote uh, John Wick? Yeah. Or yeah, it was the yeah. same screenwriter as John Wick, right? Yeah, yeah, I thought so. It's a very sim it's a very similar film, but with a cat instead of a dog. <laughs> oh, but you know well, we talked about yeah, this a couple. Yeah, and how many movies did we, we you talked,
0: get to hear? Give me the fucking kitty cat necklace.
1: <laughs>
2: uh, yeah uh, but I you know I did I really liked that uh, the screenplay was really well done not just like the non sequiturs that we're just shouting out but like yeah. you know there was a there was a character arc you know like you said when he screams about the kitty cat necklace you know but he doesn't mm-hmm. kill those he doesn't kill those guys you know
1: yeah like
2: uh, the, guy, the guy and the girl, he takes the kitty cat necklace because that's what's important, you know. He takes the painting because that's what's important, like, you know, at the end, <laughs> at the end of the day, he did a whole bunch of horrible things to protect his family, but he made sure that everybody got one thing that they loved more than anything else, you know. Yeah. So, the I kid-
0: mean, and plus, like I said, how I could I can guess when you watch this, because I heard a horrible screaming, like uh, someone dying and screaming, God, no. And I suspect now that was you watching the scene of him setting his records on fire.
1: (laughs) Right?
2: Yeah, I can see you going,
1: oh, God, no.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I don't even know how much more room I have for records man we have there's a there's like a whole l shaped in in our house there's a whole l shaped uh shelf that has like two thousand pieces of vinyl on it like we don't we have four fucking turntables dude we we we're addicted we have a problem <laughs> like it's it's yeah. bad, and bad we haven't even
0: uh, talked about how great uh Doc Brown is in this movie,
2: right? <laughs> I
0: mean, yeah, I knew it was his dad, but I didn't expect him to get down and get as funky as he did during the last quarter of the movie.
1: <laughs> like when they broke into the new right? in
0: homeroom, I'm like, oh my god, they're going to kill! Then all of a sudden, swoom, and he has like two shotguns. I'm like, oh <laughs> shit!
1: Boom, 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 boom. <laughs>
0: And he has a big grin on his
1: yeah. face.
2: <laughs> yeah, that that was probably Christopher Lloyd's best, uh, the... best role since, since another movie that we're probably going to talk about in a little bit here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think you know what I'm talking about. So, yeah, but yeah I was really, I, I'm surprised how, I mean, I'm surprised how spry he is. Uh, it, you know, like a lot of times when you're watching a movie, you can tell when a stunt double, you know, when a stunt double comes in because they cover their face when they roll or they, you know, they do something to make it so you can't see if it's the actor or not. But Christopher Lloyd seemed to have done all of his own stunts in that movie. At yeah, least but the majority of He didn't
1: do that
0: roll and jump crap. He fought like an old man with a shitload of shotguns.
1: <laughs> right. And I love that
0: part that he didn't just have two shotguns, you know, reload, reload. No, he had like ten or twenty old shotguns trapped to his chest and and inside his coat and stuff. He didn't have to fuck around with right. that reload shit.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and Rizzo
1: was well, good well, but
2: too. That... Yep. Yeah, that I mean, oh, excuse me. Yeah, they yeah, they had a they had a good cast for that one. Um it almost to me um it almost felt like something that if it was a little less violent, it almost felt like something that Richard Wright would have directed, you know. Uh or not Richard Wright, Edgar Wright. <laughs> Richard Wright's the author, Edgar Wright. No, it feels no, like something he, Edgar Wright know.
0: There was no douchebag hipster references in the movie. But speaking of <laughs> Edgar Wright, probably at the end of this year, which you haven't got the scene yet, we got the Sparks uh, documentary, which will probably yeah, this, be talked about yeah, at this, the end of the year. And Yeah, more. it's actually
2: the Sparks Brothers is playing at uh, at a theater uh, just to – Like a little ways away from here, it's probably about a twenty-minute drive. But I think Abby and I are going to go see it. We like Edgar Wright and we like we like the Sparks Brothers, so we're going to check it out.
0: I forgive you on the first, but the second, if you don't 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 like like, anything, if you don't like Sparks people, then just turn the show off now. Bye. Or go listen to Sparks until you like them.
2: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I have a friend. I have a friend I was talking with, and we were talking about that that new Sparks Brothers documentary, and I said, yeah, it's playing, you know, about 20 minutes from my house, so I think I'm going to go see it. And he was like, oh, I never even heard of them. And then I tried listening to their music, and I was like, nope, this sucks. And I'm like, dude, they have, like, 357 songs. It's like, there's not there's not one song that you've listened to that even intrigued you a little bit. <laughs> like, that's nuts.
0: The closest band I could think for spark for a, you 90s hipsters probably will be Ween.
2: Yes, very similar see, to Ween. I uh, would agree.
0: Ween, there might be giants.
2: Yeah, i I think they're. I think Sparks is closer to Ween than they might be yeah. Giants. Uh Yeah. But what
0: I'm talking about but, is just that kind of odd music. Where once you listen to it, you can't figure out what's odd about it.
2: Right. Yeah. But it's just you like know, yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't. It well, doesn't really stick to one specific genre. It doesn't really like like every song is different but they're all weird. (laughs) It's like you you recognize what they're going for. Like you recognize, okay, this is going to be a rockabilly song or this is going to be an electronica song, but like an album like that is very, it's discombobulating. You know, you're listening to an entire album and every song is like a different genre, but also a weird twist on that genre you know it's not just a straight up blues song it's not just a straight up hip-hop song or whatever it's it's just whatever weird nonsense that either sparks or ween uh, I agree that that's probably the best comparison sparks ween they're uh they do the same thing they're just weirdos but they're good you should listen to both of them
0: (laughs) yeah and there's a lot more there's uh, werewolves uh that what- that new werewolf movie I wanna see before the year end of the year. It's getting good reviews
2: yeah i I watched the trailer for it and I read a couple mm-hmm. of reviews that it does look really good and i I'm intrigued by that one too. What's it called We're all is it called We're all werewolves no, it's uh. werewolf
0: something I forget.
2: We're such great hosts We're like hey people If you want to see a great movie uh, Google your local movie theater I guess Because we can't even remember the names of the movies. Within Yeah
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Werewolves Within
1: Yeah
0: (laughs) It's about That uh, does look good Yeah It's about a sheriff Who goes to a small town And ends up having to deal with a werewolf while everyone else is fighting each other in a bunker, hiding from the werewolf.
2: (laughs) But but from the trailer, it makes it look like one of the people that's locked up in the bunker is the werewolf. That's what the trailer makes it look like to me. Yeah. It it, it makes it look like...
0: Because I hate trailers that spoil any tweets.
2: Yeah. No, it didn't the the trailer itself didn't spoil it. I just I just presumed based yeah. on my you know, years and years of watching movies, you know, if everyone in town locks themselves in one building while there's a werewolf on the loose, you know one of them is a werewolf. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. And I already know which one will probably be on my worst of the year list when if I dare myself to see it and that's probably Zola. <laughs>
2: yeah. Uh,
1: dare I yourself see to a see. It. Movie.
0: I wanna see a movie based on a Twitter feed.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh man. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't even watch the trailer for that one. I was just like, yeah, d- the description is dark comedy slash drama and i'm like neither one of those uh applies to this nonsense <laughs> yeah
0: and there's uh yeah, you, you... let's see there's uh halloween kills which i think is gonna i don't know about Candyman, where i don't know i did i liked the very small I like Get Out, but it's not something I can watch on a regular basis. Us is overrated. Yeah.
2: I liked Us quite a bit. Um, but, yeah, it's probably going to be a one and done. I I mean, I know they're teasing a second season, but I bet they didn't get enough, uh, you know. Oh, you're talking about Us, uh, the other – oh. Sorry, I drifted off. Yeah, I thought the, you were talking about the. Yeah. Do, I thought do, you were do, talking do, about do, the show do, them. Do, do, do
1: no. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought I, I thought
2: you were... no. Yeah, yeah, yeah us. Uh, yeah, I didn't really care for us. I did. I did like. Uh, yeah, I I didn't really care for us. Uh, Abby and I went to see it in the theater, and I was just I I I think it might have been one of the first movies I've dozed off on, in a while in the theater. I mean, I doze off here all the time when I'm watching movies, but. Yeah, yeah. Us, I, us, I dozed off in the theater. I was just like, "Hey, wake me it's up just, when something happens."
0: Yeah, it's just one of those movies. I've never understood the appeal of Jordan Peele, cause maybe cause I've actually seen good black hound horror films.
2: <sighs> <laughs> Which brings us to our next segment. Yeah. We're killing time because
0: this is usually the time when Nate goes out. So I'm afraid that we're just barely gonna get started on this and then bloop.
1: (laughs) Uh, If I bloop
2: If I bloop out, I'm just going to go to the bathroom, smoke some weed. I'll be back in like 10, 15 minutes. It's my break. Hey, I, I, ha- 15, I have five, a union. I know
0: how you smoke weed. <laughs> You're, you are like uh, just hooking a weed. I'll join up to a vacuum. Oh, I'm just going to take one hit. <laughs>
1: <gasps> hey, man, what
0: am I doing? i took one hit. Oh, But, yeah, this week we lost two of the better direct. One very mainstream and one as far from the mainstream as you're ever going to (laughs) get.
1: Right? (laughs)
0: Uh, The first one, Uh. it cracked me up. I read this article this week, and they tried to make a case that uh, Greaser's Palace was the film that he sold out to Hollywood to make.
2: Right. <laughs> okay. Have you? Uh,
0: if you've seen *Grease's* Palace, you're like, "What?" Excuse me.
2: Yeah. Right. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: It's 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 not a sellout movie. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we're talking
0: Morton Downey Sr., one of the biggest voices in underground comedy film movement of the late sixties.
2: Yeah, uh, he he was definitely um, he was definitely an early pioneer, and I feel like probably a huge influence on like Richard Pryor. He was definitely like a like a filmmaker who was sticking it to the man with his artwork, you know, with his art. Uh, like he's making these films, and they were subversive, but they were funny. So you know, unlike Lenny Bruce, who got himself into loads of trouble because he didn't take it, even though he was a comedian, he didn't he didn't make it funny enough to the point where he was suddenly, you know, under the microscope and everything. Well, like uh, get him
0: on any I, obscenity laws, because because just look at Putney Slope. How many curse words are in that entire movie?
2: I don't believe there are many, but it's. Still, a sweeping indictment of the uh, yeah. of corporate America. <laughs> if he would have you know, probably
0: yeah. used one fuck, one shit, they would have probably been on his ass as quick as they could. If there, they if, yeah, they if didn't there, have no way it, to get it, an obscenity charge on him.
2: If he had used an N word, they would have been all over him.
0: No, they probably would have played you know. him down south. <laughs> but you know what I mean.
1: (laughs) They didn't have
0: anything to put a basic obscenity charge on him, which I think he said he did that on purpose with Putney, uh, to use words as dirty as he could get away with. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Like how many of those so-called censors knew uh, what Nookie was back then in 1969? (laughs) Right. I well that's that's, that's like the and my <laughs>
2: cleared right up. <laughs> that's that's like uh that's like the Dave Chappelle bit where he says uh, you know, he's talking about uh skeet, you know, skeet, 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 skeet and he's like when white people yeah. find out what skeet means, it's gonna blow their fucking minds. <laughs>
0: That has to be one of the greatest trailers ever, where Robert Downey Sr. just put that whole uh, Zit Acne Cream commercial, and there's not even the title. There's a little tiny title of the movie, maybe once or twice. Can you imagine watching that in the movie? You'd be like, well, what the fuck is this?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right?
2: Yeah, yeah. So one of my favorite uh, Robert Downey Sr. films is Greaser's Palace. Uh, Greaser's Palace is a is a western, um, but much like all of his work, it's a spoof. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, it's the
1: most bizarre
0: Jesus allergy allegory you're going to see
2: yeah uh it's it has I I would say it has themes of um I would say it has themes of of Jesus you know um
3: uh
2: it, it 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 follows a fairly typical story of a con man going town to town and uh you know, uh, trying to sell his wares and there's the town owner who's the rich asshole guy who tyrannizes the, uh, the, the townspeople, but rather than like a Clint Eastwood, like Sergio Leone, uh, uh, epic, you know, instead of coming into town and shooting people up, uh, like Eastwood would have done. This one has a lot of like weird magic and uh, tap dancing and <laughs>
1: it, it, it's a it's an hilarious movie.
0: says uh, Jesus in a Zoot suit.
2: <laughs> right? Right? <laughs>
0: yeah, he in Zoot suit uh, and a hubba hubba Scooby Doo Doo to you too.
1: <laughs>
0: and a uh, horny uh, yeah. and uh, obviously horny Hervey Villachez
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And that's actually that's one of my favorite Hervey uh performances. <laughs> He's great in that. Like just just <laughs> just randy <Yeah>. and ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Come
0: here! I want to get some.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh. Uh, yeah,
0: those are his two ones that hit the midnight circuit. Cause he kept doing movies like uh, Pound, which is a bizarre little movie about dogs about on their last day, of life, last day of life before they uh, go to a dog pound.
2: Huh, I don't think I ever saw that.
0: There's a work print that so, is available. The only print available is up on YouTube.
2: Does It sounds like it's really depressing.
0: Yeah, it, it has, uh, what's it? It has, uh, oh, Morton Downey Jr. playing a baby dog in it.
2: All but right, yeah, it weird. is
0: a depressing little movie, but it's good.
2: Huh. I've never seen it. Um there's a there was a Broadway play called Pound. Um,
0: uh yeah, that's what it was taken from. Morton Downey Jr.'s play.
2: Oh. And you oh, can tell Morton when you're Downey watching Jr a uh,
0: senior
2: oh he oh morton downey senior wrote the play as well as the film as and yeah. he also did the film
0: yeah and huh. you can pretty much tell when you're watching it that it is a film play
2: right <laughs> yeah i've always wondered about that you know like um you know, Quentin Tarantino and Martin Scorsese are really big on like, at, as far as I've heard, I mean, I don't know either one of them personally, but as far as I've heard and read in interviews, seen in interviews, they like to act their movies out on stage as a play first before they start filming. Yeah. You know, not like, like a, a lot of directors do their rehearsals on the set, you know, this is where we're gonna yeah. this is what we're gonna do here. This you know Get the but hard, I've heard camera.
1: that <laughs> Right. <laughs>
2: but I've 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 heard that Tarantino and Scorsese among other directors, uh Paul Thomas Anderson, I've heard that they like to do their rehearsals on stage. Uh in you know, like in a theater, just do it on stage. No audience, just the just the casting crew, you know. Um Yeah. Just to nail down the move, nail down the movements and stuff, you know, so I think that's kind of cool. Like how, how awesome would it be to, if you actually got to go see like Pulp Fiction as a play, like, <laughs> you know, like not like, like, I'm not just talking about the rehearsals. Like what if the rehearsals led to there being an actual Pulp Fiction, the play I, I I'd watch it as long as it wasn't a musical. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I am The wrath of Kind of one
3: Oh
1: man And
3: you will not know My
1: name is the <laughs> When I lay my Wrath upon thee <laughs> Oh shit Oh shit <laughs> Oh shit, we gotta call the wolf Oh shit, oh shit We gotta call the wolf We gotta call the wolf wolf. 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 (laughs) We gotta call the wolf
0: (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, he did a few more The bigger ones were like uh, uh, Too Much Sun Which is just bad That one is just bad But if you really want a good taste of all of his movies as a director, thank you, the Criterion Channel. It just came up last week, so it's like a lucky strike. They have about 10 or so of his movies up on the Criterion Channel
2: for everyone to watch. Uh, One more of mine that I wanted to mention, and – this is kind of a cheesy movie but up the academy was one that i really liked um
1: it was it's it's
2: it it's 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 a mad magazine sponsored (laughs) cheesy 1970s movie but uh yeah if you've ever seen if you've ever seen any movie where like four teens uh, promise that they're going to lose their virginity before prom night or whatever, you owe all of that to Up the Academy. Uh, this, this this was the original, we all have to lose our virginity before prom night. <laughs> movie. Yeah, but there's only uh, one good
0: thing about that movie and that's Ron, it again, Lieberman.
2: <laughs> but it also features an early performance from Karate Kid Ralph Macchio,
0: yeah, but, you know, I mean... And Tom Poston is great. Oh, all you little boys. Oh, that's... Yeah. If you want to put your underwear in the bag, just take them off right now while you stand there.
2: <laughs> and it also has uh, Antonio Fargus, also known as Huggy Bear, for, uh,
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know, for fans. And Barbara Bot. Yeah. yeah.
0: This movie was so bad that Mad Magazine... It wasn't until the DVD version came out that you could see that Mad Magazine, all the Mad Magazine stuff that was in it.
1: <laughs> because
0: VHS stuff, you wouldn't even know because they took out any mention of it, and it's the only time ever seen in Mad Magazine.
1: And then basically,
0: basically, Liam Game walks out and said, "Fuck this fucking movie, and fuck you, Warner Brothers.
1: You're still cool." Warner.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you, I like the rest of you. That's like that, uh, like that scene in the uh, in in, in the first season of The Office when uh, Michael has to fire the guy, and
1: yeah. he
2: when he goes to when he goes to leave, he's like. I'm going down to the bar to get some drinks. And he points out people, you, 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 and you. You can come down with me. The rest of you, screw you.
0: (laughs) But, yeah, it was a mess of epic proportions. I mean, Warner Brothers didn't know what the hell they were doing. They were just wanting another tits-and-ass comedy. But they hired Morton Downey Sr. to do it. That's the reason why William Gaines allowed him to use Mad Magazine. They're like, Morton Downey Sr. Oh, he did Putney Slope and all these good films. Let's have him direct it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. <laughs> he was, you know, eh, well, didn't come out the way I wanted it. I still like it, though. Like, But, you know, obviously, you know, you and I are film fanatics. But I... I go all the way from the bottom rung to the top tier, man. Like I love Mac and Me, you know. Not for the same reason that I love Pulp Fiction, but you know, I'll watch a really shitty, cheesy movie more than once just for fun, you know. So yeah, uh, I I still like it. I, I'm I'm still recommending it as one of our uh, as one of our oh
0: well, uh, I'm not Robert it's Downey a bad movie. <laughs> I'm just saying that Warner Brothers screwed this, uh, screwed it up. I don't want people to go in, you know.
2: Well, you know, it's kind of a funny situation because we're talking about, you know, you know, Downey Senior and Warner Brothers. Like that does not seem like it would have been a match made in heaven in any dimension, you know. (laughs) We're talking about two sides of two different coins, you know, like. Yeah. yeah, they were not on the probably. same page.
0: Yeah, but he was <laughs> an actor, too. Do you remember what movie that you loved that he acted in? A
2: movie that I loved that he acted in?
0: Yeah, more than Danny I, St. I St. do is.
2: know... Robert yeah, Downey Senior. I do know. Oh
1: my God. I uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh.
2: <laughs> I wonder I wonder <laughs> who Morton Downey Seni who is Morton Downey Senior. Do you have any information about that?
1: Like, yeah, Morton I, Downey I, I have father. Want... <laughs> <laughs> <But, laughs>
2: well yeah. yeah. But, I don't know who was who was. Uh, now I'm was curious about like it. Was... I need to uh, he was. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, yeah. Robert yeah, the, Elias the one uh,
0: Junior but then he changed his name to Morton to uh, Robert Downey Senior. Okay, here's a filmography. Good Lord. The, the, he started okay, out the, in nineteen fifty three. Damn. <laughs> Uh, the American Road, um, I, uh, so- Balls Bluff, A Touch of Graceless, Bobo 73, Sweet Smell of Sex, Chafed Elbows, which you can get on the gray market. No more excuses, Pooty uh Pound. You gotta walk it like you talk it, or you <clears throat> lose that beat. Is there sex <clears throat> without death? Cold Turkey. He was the second unit director. Sticks and Stones. <clears throat> Uh, Up the Academy, he was a co-writer on the Gong Show movie. When he acted in To Live and Die in L.A.
2: Well, do I get to answer the trivia question that you asked me yeah, ten minutes ago about what yeah, what movie he was in? Yeah, uh, I'm thinking I'm thinking you're thinking Boogie Nights,
0: right? He is had that, one of the best the lines in the whole you... movie. Yeah, he had one of the best lines in the movie. <laughs> I'm just a simple man. I like uh, butter on my lollipops and lollipops up my ass. <laughs> 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 uh, uh, yeah, he was mm. the Bob guy that got them to start making. He was, uh, let's see, Too Much Sun. He acted in Tales of uh, the City. Uh Hail Caesar in nineteen eighty four whatever that was. Uh
2: Hugo Pennsylvania. Hail was Caesar was last. a co hey. What? Oh Hail Caesar no, was a Hail Caesar was a cohen president. Oh. Not the
0: nineteen ninety four. Yeah, he was in Magnolia too. So I guess Paul Thomas Anderson loved him. Uh the family man is an actor. Tower heist, first and ten.
1: Mm.
0: He was all I don't the remember
2: place. oh. I I remember him in Magnolia but I don't remember him in uh, uh no I mean I remember him in Boogie Nights but I don't remember him in Magnolia.
0: He was uh so. the head of the uh, the TV station that Well, yeah.
2: Mean Magnolia. I'll check it out and I'll report back next week on our season finale when I punch you right in the face.
0: Go ahead. You won't be the first.
2: (laughs) I'm not really going to punch you. I'm not really going to punch you in the face. I'm just trying to boost ratings. If people tune in next week and they think you're going to get punched in the face, then, you know, maybe we'll, you know, maybe we'll get more downloads. I don't know.
0: No, we'll get more downloads. <laughs> i say, if you answer this question right, you get to punch me in the face. Shit, sure, we got 10 million hits.
1: But, yeah,
0: he sort of got a, uh, a, a eclipsed by his more famous actor son throughout the years, but rest peace, Downey Sr., we're going we're yes, to always want to watch his crazy movies. And like I said, if you just are starting to find out about him, go to Criterion. There's a great collection of his movies there. Or if you really do want to see his uh, most famous movie, just go to, and you have Arrow Streaming. They got Putney Swope, Putney Swope on there.
2: Yeah, that's my favorite as well. I would suggest that one as a starting point. If you if you want to get into Robert Downey Sr., yep, uh, start with that one. And if you don't like it, then you're not going to like any of the rest of his stuff. And if you don't
0: like his stuff, you're a dicky peepee.
1: <laughs>
2: oh. Well, we lost another famous director this uh, this week as well, didn't we? Director, producer,
0: yeah, Richard Donner.
2: Oh, man. So, The Omen, right?
0: (coughs) Well, no, we can go back to, before before that, to his greatest TV directing thing, which is Terror at 10,000 Feet, one of the best episodes. Of The Twilight Zone ever
2: Yeah that's true I didn't even think about that When we were talking back and forth Earlier about talking about Richard Donner I forgot yeah he directed A bunch of really good episodes Of The Twilight Zone But yeah that was one of my top
0: five Favorites Uh, the one with (laughs) William Shatner on the plane going nuts With the gremlin on the wing
2: Yes Yeah and if anyone hasn't seen that episode of the Twilight Zone, then please stop listening to our podcast. You're a loser, and you always will be a loser.
0: <laughs> or go see it, because it's just
2: good.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah, and Twilight Zone, I think, is on Hulu. I think we have it on Hulu, and it must be on Hulu. But yeah, yeah, you can watch it. Terror at 20,000 feet. It's It's one of the best episodes of the Twilight Zone ever. I'm sorry for calling you a loser if you hadn't seen it before. I'm kind of a loser myself, although I have seen it multiple times.
1: Yeah. His first
0: movie <laughs> as a director was uh, X-15. Then he did uh, Salt and Pepper with uh, Sammy Davis Jr. and Peter Lawford. Uh,
2: I don't think I've seen either one of those movies ever. What's what's X fifteen about? This sound it sounds like a science fiction movie.
0: Yeah, that's a science fiction movie here. I'll look I can do this. Thank you, Wikipedia, for just your boring list. Uh it's uh American aviation drama that represents a fictionalized account of the X fifteen Research Rocket Aircraft Program.
2: Oh, now, was the X-15 program an actual thing? This is like a fictionalized version of the of the experiments, or <laughs> they just made this up yeah, for, the, the for the movie. Yeah, the X-15
0: rocket program is what led to the NASA spaceship program. It's basically what oh, they just Oh yeah, 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 yeah. They just strapped the pilots in the missiles and see if they can fly them.
2: So was this a documentary or was a fictional film?
0: Uh, fictionalized.
2: Yeah, fictionalized, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, oh, i check it next out sometime. And
0: did one of my least favorite, if not the worst, Charles Bronson film ever made. Lola, a.k.a. Twinkie. Imagine uh, about 40 or 50-year-old, 40-year-old Charles Bronson. In a romantic relationship with a 15-year-old British girl.
2: Yeah, that movie is gross.
0: Okay, so (laughs) she's almost 16. He's almost 40.
2: Yeah. um, (laughs) I always... uh, There was another movie called Lola" that I always get confused with this one, and mm. this is the gross one, yeah, yeah, there's another movie called, called Twinky Twinky, Twinkie, yeah, right, and uh, yes,
0: Richard Donner said he wanted to call it Twinkie because of the snack food, a vacuous sponge <laughs> cake that does nothing and has no real value. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh gosh yeah
0: and then we're at 1976 uh, and yes the omen good lord I love that movie
2: yeah that movie uh, it, it it's definitely one of those turning points in the uh, you know in, in horror cinema where yeah.
1: all
2: of a sudden all of a sudden someone um I I, I want to say, I want to say he kind of classed up the horror movie, you know, and, and, you know, I love, I love trashy horror movies uh, like, you know, Friday the 13th, but the Omen uh, has a whole different feel to it. It feels really classy. It feels, uh, it has more like, well, like we were talking about before, uh, it has more like a theatrical feel to it. Like, like it's being acted out on stage rather than uh, rather than being a movie, yeah. you know.
0: And it was the movie that created uh, that put it in the vogue and really created set in stone the set piece kill with the elaborate set yeah. pieces for every kill.
2: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's what, th- yeah, that's what I was, I guess what I was trying to get at. You were more succinct than I was, but yeah, that's what I was trying to say. It's like, it, it was, it was all like a, like staged, you know, like on stage, you know.
1: Yeah.
0: The slasher yeah. film took it and always put the, maybe one set piece kill in the movie, but it'd be in the middle of the film, you know, the big right. kill. And the only one was just a bunch of set piece kills
2: yeah i think the omen kind of took um i think the omen kind of took some uh direction from like um Dario Argento like his his films yeah. because you know all the kills all the kills in his films had that same kind of dynamic you know they were they were big set pieces you know
0: And it had one of the best decapitations ever that happened by accident.
1: (laughs) The way that they were
0: filming it, it was supposed to just go slap, boom, head fly off up in the air. But it did something better. (laughs) It rolled across that glass, and you're just sitting there like, (gasps) what the?
1: (laughs)
2: Uh, well to be to be fair the best uh decapitation scene in a movie ever was twilight zone the movie oh (laughs) yeah i probably shouldn't have said that
0: (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i
2: mean we just just, just,
0: yeah it's just one of those mm things where it happened good and then they got the dailies back they're like we're going to to film this again and all of a sudden
2: Holy crap, it worked. Let's keep it in there.
1: <laughs>
2: oh, also, he's actually dead now.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. no.
2: No. But the Owen with a
0: big box right. office, which led him to get Superman. You will believe a man will fly. And yes, if you go back and watch Superman now, and you weren't a kid back in that. I probably hasn't aged well but if you were there
2: yeah uh, I was uh, I mean I still collect comic books alright now I have to confess to a second sin already I had to tell you I have half a room full of records well the other half of the room is full of comic books so I've always collected comic books but uh when I was younger, I was always a DC kid. Uh, I was mostly interested in Batman. But, when, but back then, they had World's Finest, which was kind of a precursor to the Justice League, where they would have Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Flash all working together in an, in an issue. Uh, so I was, I was, not to belabor the point, but I was super into Superman did it get a
1: laugh?
2: Yeah. Yeah. This back. Yeah, <laughs> ah.
0: this was back before Superman was uh, boring. Before the eighties grittiness came in the comics. That is.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, it, it, it's not just the comics. You're right. Like this. Like yeah, this was a fun movie. This this was this was fun, and. Not that I don't, it's not that I dislike the modern superhero movies, but they are just getting more and more depressing. And as much as I love, you know, the mid 90s reimagining of superheroes like Batman and Superman and stuff, I I just, I I, I want superhero movies to be fun again, you know, like, uh, and, but this movie was a perfect example. Superman is a fun movie.
0: And then in 1980, we got Superman 2. But that was credited to Richard Lester. Yes, I.L. Cheap motherfucker, Soskin, pulled the same stunt he did with uh, uh, the Three Musketeers and the Four Musketeers, which was, he took half of the Superman 2 that uh Donner directed and Donner quit once he realized he was directing two movies at once and they were only going to pay him for one and said well that
2: <laughs> yeah right that I mean at least uh, you know, at least uh, at least Roger Corman was honest about it. He would tell you straight up, "I'm gonna pay you, you know, three thousand five hundred dollars, and you're gonna direct two movies for me in one week." You know, at least he was honest about it. You know, like yeah. if you don't want the if you don't want the job, you don't have to take the job. You know. <laughs> so.
0: But yeah, Superman Two is be- a more better action film than the first one. And yes, I do own and I have seen the Donner cut, which is Richard Donner.
2: Do you like that one more than the theatrical release?
0: Uh, It would have the same ending as the first film with them on back in time to clear up all of his booze.
2: Yeah. I don't know. I I just have the only versions of these movies I have uh, was like some Walmart five dollar purchase that has all four of the yeah. Superman movies from that from that era on it.
0: <laughs> That's but all it had I have, one of you know. Richard Donner's best casting in Superman too, and that will be Terrence Stamp. Oh God! Yeah.
1: Yep. Oh
0: God! Yeah. No. Zod.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: No.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And then he did uh, inside moves, which is all right, but it's just, it's about a guy who gets in the wheelchair, who uh, gets in playing basketball, but then he gets an operation and it cures what's in his wheelchair and all of his friends that he made during. The time he's in the wheelchair, he tells them to go fuck themselves, and he goes back to his rich friends. <laughs> but that's yeah. not his worst uh, movie. His worst movie came in 1982. I'm gonna say it, and if you guys haven't seen it, be thankful. The Toy.
2: Yeah, what the <laughs> heck was he thinking with the toy, man? He had so much good talent to work with, with Richard Pryor, Jackie Gleason. Uh, who else was in it? Ned Beatty. Like, what the heck, man? What are you thinking with this? This is the – this is – I. you know what? I'm going to go on record right now, Stephen. I'm going to go on record here, on the air, this being recorded, The Toy is the worst movie I've ever seen in my life.
1: How about that?
0: Yeah. And (laughs) it's not, and it's really not that non-racist. It's one of the most racist films I've ever seen. (laughs) Imagine this is your movie plotline, people. In the 1980s, a blight boy goes to a department store, and he can buy anything he wants to in a birthday. So what does he want? He wants a black man, so his daddy buys <laughs> him a black man.
2: That is some racist shit right there. And that's that's gonna be that's one of those things that people will say, well, yeah, but you know, a black man bro- bought a black man. That's uh, that's I'm gonna argue that that's even more racist than. Uh, I mean, I of course I don't support slavery and I'm not racist, but yeah. I ain't going to buy no white girl. Well, actually, I might. I don't know. It depends on for how. It depends on if they're having any. Yeah. If yeah, for sale. an hour. Or yeah, so. for
0: the sale on. Yeah.
2: Yeah, if they're on sale. I'm yeah. not going to pay full price for a white girl.
0: <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, this one is just, oh, God. <laughs> And Jackie Gleason yeah. is going around in his character is saying the most racist dialogue you can fucking think throughout the movie.
2: Yeah. Right. Oh man. I I did a comedy show a couple of weeks ago and I wasn't really on the I wasn't on the uh on the bill. I just showed up at the comedy show to support the scene and uh the the host was like, "Hey, we had a cancellation. Can you get up on stage?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure." Yeah, no. I had been drinking all day, and I had smoked some weed, and I should not have gotten up on stage. And <laughs> I think I might have. I, I I think I might have accidentally said some racist shit. <laughs> like
0: you're going, to I, I
2: I couldn't remember, like, I was, like, once I got up on stage, and the lights were pointed at me, I was like, oh, shit, I can't, I've been doing this for fucking over five years, man, I have a type five that I usually just lean in on when I get up on stage, but I was drunk, I was high, and I couldn't remember any of my jokes, and I think I just started spouting some, like, you know, Michael Richards, uh, <laughs> Kramer racist shit. <laughs> So my comedy career might be over, but Hey, if you're in the area, I do have a show tomorrow night at Bucket in Bucksfield, Maine. Come on up. Check it out. If you think
0: he's a racist (laughs) piece of crap, I'll be selling tomatoes and
2: running food outside (laughs) of
0: the show. (laughs)
1: Uh,
2: So of course, There's only, I mean, there's more movies we have to talk about, but the the next big one, Goonies, Goonies. yeah.
0: I've never understood the nostalgia for this movie. It's okay, but
2: yeah, I mean, well, we talk about this all the time, you know. We're similar in age, so it. I don't know. It's a connection. It's kind of like. E.T. you know it's like I don't really love the Goonies anymore I don't really love E.T. anymore but it, there's still something about it that connects to me just from yeah, childhood the, memories the,
0: yeah yeah, except for the little fact that when it hit the box office it was an amazingly stunningly big flop no one went to see it in theaters anyone who said they did is a liar Because that movie flopped big. Hell, when I seen it in the theaters, there were only like three people in the whole theater, including me. And it was in the middle of a Saturday afternoon about four o'clock.
2: Yeah, I don't think I ever saw it in the theaters. I mean, I was at the right – I mean, my – my mom used to take us to the movies like every every Saturday night and, you know, she would pick out a movie, so we saw stuff like, uh, you know, Star Wars, Indiana Jones, but I don't think the Goonies was of any interest to her, so I don't know what movie we might have seen that night instead, but yeah, I didn't see the Goonies in the theater. I didn't see it till it, it was out on VHS. Uh, for anyone at home who's under the age of 30. VHS, it, there were these neat tapes that you could put into a special box and it would show <laughs> you a movie.
0: <laughs> yeah, The Goonies was a VHS and HBO hit and it was shown to death on the Disney Channel. Otherwise, it wouldn't have had no traction at all. Sorry. But next is a yeah, it came I... out in 1985, which they shouldn't have released during the summer. And this movie shouldn't have flopped the way it did, and that's Lady Hawk. I enjoyed the hell out of this.
2: Yeah, Lady Hawk is a really like, I don't want to say it's a strange movie, but it's like a mystery. It, it it's like reading a mystery novel. <laughs> like watching Lady Hawk is like reading a mystery novel. You know. Uh, I'm
0: not gonna fight you. Can... Yeah, it plays like a book. But yeah. it still it up yeah. better to box office than it did.
2: Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, and especially with uh, like uh, Michelle Pfeiffer was the lead in that, right? Yeah, Michelle yeah.
0: Pfeiffer, Rutger Hauer, uh, Klaus Maria Bandauer is a bad guy, Ma- Matthew Broderick.
2: Yep. Yeah. I only remember uh Michelle Pfeiffer and Matthew Broderick. I didn't remember Rucker Howard being in it.
0: Yeah, he played the night.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, I haven't seen that movie for a long time, but yeah, I didn't uh, remember uh, Rucker Hauer in it. It's just then, like every yeah. time I
1: oh, go ahead. Oh,
2: oh, every time I see every time I see Harvey Keitel on a talk show, I'm like, "Harvey Keitel is still alive?" <laughs> <laughs> You know? <laughs> I'm not going to lie, that's like, how yeah.
0: I felt when I seen that Morton Downey Sr. had died yesterday. I'm like, he was still alive?
2: Yeah, right. He was still alive? I didn't know. I nobody told me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh.
0: And next is one of the biggest action franchises of the late 80s. Well, the last big action franchise of the 80s and that would be uh Lethal Weapon
2: Oh yeah, this, yeah, baby.
0: Yeah, this film more than the Mad Max films is what made Mel Gibson a star in America.
2: Yeah, for sure. Um uh I in I enjoy the Lethal Weapon. Well, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna talk about the whole series. I like Lethal Weapon. I think it's a really good movie as far as an action film is concerned, but it is so 80s that you can't you can't look past that.
0: Yeah, even the soundtrack is 80s. <laughs> like that scene with her torture yeah. next to a big giant neon sign out in the middle of a damn alley. <laughs> what the hell? Mm-hmm. And it has Al Leone is right. the bad guy. You can tell you're watching an 80s action film if Al, L-E-O-N-G, Al Leon <laughs> is the bad guy.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, right. Uh, and, but it, it is a great action film, and it's fun. It, it It's one of those, um, you know, well, you know what they say, when, when you go to see a movie – Suspension of disbelief, you know just just suspension of disbelief, just let it go, just watch yeah. the movie you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna it enjoy was it part
0: you know? of the old cop, young cop, I'm too old for this sh- cliche,
2: yes, for sure, yeah, that yeah, there's no doubt about that, yeah, uh, uh and it's like I said, oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead.
0: No, you go ahead.
2: Oh, I was just No, do you go ahead?
0: No, you go ahead, finish
1: up.
2: <laughs> no, I was just going to say um uh, you know, yeah, that the whole uh, you know, I'm too old for this shit thing uh has cascaded down through so many levels that it's now on like, you know, TV shows where it doesn't have anything to do with crime fighting anymore. Someone will just suddenly be like, I'm too old for this shit. <laughs> You know. Yeah. So it's it's yeah it it has become a cultural phenomenon over the years.
0: And next is his only movie that was completely censored because of events that happened there, and never has been shown uncut. What is this horrible dark movie that has footage that was considered so awful that it was cut? Every since it's theatrical showing and not really shown complete ever.
2: If we're talking about Richard Donner, I'm gonna guess Scrooged.
0: Yes. Uh about the time Scrooge came out there was this I forget which one, it was a big giant plane crash. That happened close to when the movie came out, and people were so upset, and they got their panties in a bunch, that they cut out a whole five-minute sequence in the future part of the Scrooge story that showed how he died.
2: Well, I do not believe I've ever seen that version of the movie.
0: Well, you didn't see it in theaters, did you? No, During, I did not. Yeah, that's the only time they showed it. As soon as it left, well, about the first two or three weeks, they had the the cut version in theaters.
2: Yeah, that's I never saw that it was the theater.
0: cut From him seeing uh, the Ghost of Christmas Future, then all of a sudden, whoop, whip pan, he's in the coffin burning.
2: Huh? No, I'll have to check it out. I I don't I do I do I've never seen that version of it. I've I've seen probably just the same standard version over and over and over again. I've watched it yeah. many times, obviously, but but yeah, I think I've just seen the uh, just seen the standard version.
0: And in 1989, was Lisa I, Web? two, which is really the one they should have ended the series with because originally Richard Donner's idea was the end of it was gonna be if you watch the movie you can see it happen on screen before you see the reshot ending which is Lethal Weapon Two, which was uh, Mel Gibson's character gets shot and dies on screen. But then all of a sudden yeah, it cuts to a different scene. Don't you dial me, you mother and he comes back. Yeah. Originally, he was supposed to die. Uh, Danny Glover kills the bad guy. Boom, and then it cuts to the end. Why do you think they were supposed to be playing "Knocking on Heaven's Door"?
2: <laughs> right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> is
2: that like a, uh, is that like a Harrison Ford saying, "I don't want to come back for another Star Wars movie"? Can you please just kill me? <laughs>
0: Yeah, the studio's <laughs> you know, like, like, no, no, we can't kill him. We might want to do another sequel if this makes any money. <laughs> and
1: yeah, and poor Harrison, nice, poor Harrison. Yeah,
0: poor Harrison, poor, poor no. and poor Mel Gibson. But and guess what? <laughs> this is the quickest turnaround because in 1992, Radio Flyer come out, which is one of the darkest, most depressing kids films you're ever going to see. How many other? Uh, kids films do you know that deal with parental murder uh systematic child abuse uh the ending is a happy ending because one of the kids commits suicide god damn radio flyer (laughs) (laughs) yeah i
2: i didn't i I didn't even. I, I mean, of course, I've seen this film before, but I didn't. I didn't even realize that it was a Richard Donner film uh, until we were talking about, you know, we, until we were talking about talking about Richard Donner, and I was like, oh, I'll, I'll go back and check out some some of his stuff that I haven't seen in a while, and I was like, what? He directed Radio Flyer. Yeah, you're right. That is a dark fucking film, man. <laughs> that <laughs> and they and they I do mean,
0: what. Yeah. And if you watch the trailer, they make it to be like some fun
2: kitty movie. Yeah. Bring your kids to Radio Flyer. Oh look, it's just two young kids who are friends. They they love each other. It's you know uh you know. Yeah, it it's disturbing, man. It really is. Uh yeah. But it has Tom Hanks in it. And Elijah Wood. <laughs> yeah, you know, so.
0: And 1982 so, also had Lethal Weapon 3, which you could actually tell. I mean, the fun thing about Lethal Weapon 3 is looking to see who gives less of a fuck to be in there. Danny Glover or Mel Gibson. You can just tell scene by scene you're like, oh, this scene. Danny Glover doesn't give a fuck. This scene, Mel Gibson doesn't give a fuck.
2: Was was three the first one that had uh, that had Joe Pesci? Uh,
0: it was, was a second. Three, he was in two, too. But in three, he was one of the leads. This is the first one. Yeah. Rene I, Russo.
2: Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. I don't know. I lost interest made, in it
0: yeah it was boring and next year is mm. we're at the point of his career where he's just pumping out products, so we got nineteen ninety four's maverick and eh, assassins
2: eh, i didn't i didn't think i didn't think Maverick was horrible but it it came at that time when you know they were trying to remake every T V show that was popular in the yeah. fifties, sixties, seventies, eighties. And and so that's what that is. That's that's a that's a yeah, remake And do you remember of, me the, claiming TV show.
0: when the movie has too many damn endings and it's just too damn long? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, what ooh, you there's a twist. There's a twist on the twist. Uh, Hey, let's have a third twist to bring in the two stars of the TV show that's still alive.
1: <laughs> oh, God, I
0: want to go home. I want to go home.
1: <laughs>
2: <clears throat>
0: and next but you conspiracy... say, so. You Go ahead.
2: Oh, I thought, did you want to talk about assassins for a minute?
0: Yeah, it was all right. Julianne Moore was good. Antonio Banderas was just tearing up the scenery with his teeth, and that's always good.
1: I don't know, man. I hate Antonio Banderas. Uh-huh. Are- why
0: Stallone was almost bored to the point where I was like, could someone check his pulse and see if he's still alive?
2: Well, I kind of think that's why Stallone has started taking more control, and I know he's just kind of regurgitating Rambo and, and Rocky and no creed and that stuff. But I think he's trying to take a little more control of his career because he is bored. He's bored of being offered the same stupid dumb face. Oh yeah. I'm just the guy, you know, you know, I, 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 I mean, I don't know. Again, I'm not friends with him or anything, but I I think he's trying to, I think he's trying to make a, a third act for himself you know
0: for a while would he play a role where he plays like a retarded shark
1: <laughs> Yeah, right
0: <laughs> But yeah, Assassin's But I will is, say, yeah. It's just another mid-90s wannabe uh cool hip action film and it didn't work. Next is conspiracy it, theory it, it, which Go ahead.
2: Oh, I was just going to, just one last thing on Assassins. It was written, written by the Wachowski brothers while they were at the height of their career with The Matrix. So well, that's probably the only reason it really the got me.
0: It's one of those is like, I think it was they got, they liked the scripts to Assassins so much that they uh, gave them the money to do The Matrix and boom, here we go.
2: <laughs> right. All right, and conspiracy got, theory.
0: Yeah, that one was it, yeah. Speaking of horrible, we got Lethal Weapon 4. The only reason I went to see Lethal Weapon 4 in theaters is it had Jet Li in it, and they wasted him.
1: <laughs> yeah, right? Uh.
0: Uh, I mean, it was like two old, dawdling old farts fighting Jet Li just beating the shit out of him until he's like, oh, I'm not supposed to win. Bloop. Jump in the water. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Bloop. <laughs>
0: and the next uh. is uh some the Crypt Ritual, which he produced, which is eh, Timeline. Eh. And at least he went out with one of his better films, which is 16 Blocks.
2: Yeah. I, you know, and I have to say, I feel kind of guilty about this, but I did not watch this movie for uh, Richard Donner. I I watched it because I'm a really big fan of Most Death, and oh, he was uh, fucking I've, great in I've, this movie. He was what?
0: He was fucking great in this you, movie.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm a huge fan of his music, and so when I saw that, I didn't even realize that this was a Richard Donner film. When I clicked on it, I was just like, "Oh, cool! Most deaf is in it." Uh, I don't know uh, Bruce Willis. It's hard for me. Um, I I try to separate my personal feelings about actors and you know a- anyone in the in the industry whether it's music or film i always try to separate myself from what i've enjoyed about their art and what you know what they are seem to be as people no, you know No this
1: is
0: right but, before he became a full-fledged 200 percent asshole on the set
2: Yeah i've i've heard a lot of stories about Bruce Willis being just a complete and total asshole and you know uh you and I talk to people in the industry and you know even if it even if you're just like you know working uh lighting on a movie all of a sudden Bruce Willis is an asshole to you well I'm gonna believe that story (laughs) you know well
0: (laughs) all the Kevin Smith stories
2: yep Kevin Smith uh and uh Oh, who 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 I uh, I can't even remember the movie off the top of my head. Uh Marijuana is a hell of a drug. Cop Out was the one
0: that Kevin <laughs> Smith directed.
2: Yeah, cop out was the one that he said that he uh had a hard time with Bruce Willis, but yes. he the mentioned that.
0: The one jaw draft is he said that he was standing on set with Bruce Willis and he's like, God damn, this is John McClane. And some fans drove by and he goes, hey, John McClane, how you doing, Die hard motherfucker? Mm. And he said, Bruce Willis <laughs> turned to him and said, I fucking hate that shit.
2: <laughs> right.
1: And Tim
0: Smith, his uh, jaw dropped, in his face turned to ash. He's like, "Oh my God, I got to work with him."
1: Yeah, right. <laughs>
2: uh, so we're coming up to the last ten minutes of the show. Uh, what do you want to? What do you want to talk about? You got anything? Well, got yeah, any, we got. got any- uh,
0: I think Saturday I have to get with Fred. We're going to be doing the Watch of Demons. Why? Because it's fun. And we still have pretty close to our six hundredth episode.
1: And oh, we have hell. Yeah.
0: And uh next week we're gonna start with sixteen blocks. Why? Because it's a great lead into our next week's show which is Remakes That Aren't Recognized As Remakes.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's gonna be a fun one. I've been I've been writing I've been writing a lot of stuff down about that. I think that'll be a fun show. Yeah. What What we mean by that is uh, movies that are acknowledged as originals, but if you're a real film fanatic, you'll know that they're just knockoffs of other other films like or a remakes of other block.
0: films. It ain't even mentioned in the movie's credits. I checked to make sure that it is a remake of the same book that was the basis of the Clint Eastwood movie from the 70s, The God.
2: Right. So speaking of books, did you get my package? No, not yet. Okay, well it's here's something mail, funny, okay?
0: Okay, it's the mail system.
2: Here's something funny, okay? So uh, when I was when I was trying to stuff the bag full after I put the book in there, I wrapped yeah. the book up nice so that it so it wouldn't get damaged. I was yeah. trying to put some other stuff in there to to yeah. stuff it. I put a bag of popcorn in there. Okay? <laughs> so 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 then I closed it. And when I went over to the post office, I asked the girl, uh, yeah. You know, can I send it? Yeah. Okay. She says, uh, anything fragile, perishable? Uh, I said, yes. I said, there, there's a bag of popcorn in here that I used as, um, uh, you know, to to, to to make sh- Yeah. But, uh, and I said, so yeah, it's fragile and perishable. She, ber- she grabs their fragile and perishable uh, stamps and just slams them both down on the bag of popcorn. So the book is in there, but uh, the popcorn might not
1: <laughs> might not have survived the trip. Oh. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, I've gotten the package before from Amazon when I ordered... Uh, uh no co- uh uh joe r lansdale book and uh no country for old men the blu-ray and there was a goddamn black boot print on top of the box
2: yeah and the box uh, was
1: crushed
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah like last month at my work they they paid to have the all of the doorways in the hallways, uh, all the doors in the hallways painted gray and all of the doorways already have footprints on them because nobody wants to touch anything because of COVID. But I'm like, come on, man. Aren't we all, aren't we all vaccinated? You know, like, can't we, I I mean, I don't put my hand on the little push plate, but I at least open the door with my hand. I don't kick it open.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, uh, the, they're living out their action movie fantasies.
2: Yeah, right. I can't touch the door. The door Boom. is lava.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh,
0: but I ain't gonna wear no mask yeah. to get no facts today, but I ain't touching no doors either.
2: Yeah, right. Oh my gosh, I I can't even get into it. I, the movie,
0: I, the big, all I big can say, movie. Yeah. What?
2: No, say what, what? No, you said there was a big movie.
0: Yeah, Black Widow is the big movie of this week, and I just look at it. I'm like, eh. I'll catch it when I can.
2: I think I'm kind of over the Marvel movies, man. Like I, I, you know, I have the box set with all thirty freaking Marvel movies already you know like now they're like okay it's a second round of Marvel movies and I'm just like eh nah, <laughs> I don't think I'm doing it uh, anymore all
0: is probably the what if series because I loved how batshit crazy it was it was like your friend getting stoned and then trying to tell you comics Uh, uh
2: yeah if, if, if what if yeah, I saw something about that. If What If does come in, does come out to be a it it would probably be a TV show. It wouldn't be a movie. Yeah, but it is.
0: It's probably yeah, yeah, if... a TV show.
2: Yeah, if What If comes out, I will definitely watch that. I I like that. And I uh, you know, it, in into uh, the Spider-Verse, I really I really like that. So, yeah. yeah.
0: I think my favorite what if from when I was a kid was uh, what if Conan came to the 21st century? Imagine Conan the Barbarian coming to the 21st century and becoming a motherfucking pimp.
2: <laughs> I mean,
0: seriously, there's a scene where he steps out of the car in a big-ass pimp suit.
2: Yep. <laughs> I remember, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh.
0: And they were oh, always man. dark as hell. What if the Punisher accidentally killed Superman? I mean, Spider Man. Yeah,
2: yeah. The what if the what if comics were always really dark. Yeah, yeah. They they definitely were, and it, they could make a cool TV series out of that though. Like following the same uh, formula as like you know, Shudder has the the creep show t v yeah uh the creep the creep show show, you know, um, yeah, like just a like a half hour version of one of those would be super cool uh, I don't know though, would you prefer to see the live action or an animated version of it
0: animated that way they wouldn't have to pay as much for the actors or just get their voices or a sound alike
2: right, yeah, you
0: wouldn't have to deal with the well, actors going. I, well so and so wouldn't do this. This is like this is not reality. I
2: I just actually started uh getting into voiceover work, so uh you know, maybe I could get a job. I'm gonna tell show. you something
0: scary. <laughs> it's nine fifty seven, you've been on the air since eight o'clock. Guess what you didn't do?
2: What? I did not drop off. Yeah. Ah! Boom!
0: Ah!
2: <laughs> we did it, Brian. <laughs>
0: we did it, man! We made it, man! <laughs> I'm going to do that <laughs> we made it, man. Look where I'm actually blocking the back of the screen so you can't see when the bad guy walks up behind me and shoots me from behind or shoots me in the head or does whatever and I get <laughs> killed. <laughs> and with that good night everybody see you saturday and always remember please stay safe this summer
2: thanks for listening folks good night good night
1: Good
3: night, sweetheart Well, it's time to go Good night, sweetheart Well, it's time to go I hate to leave you I really must say Oh, good night, sweetheart Good night Well, it's three o'clock in the
1: morning,
3: baby, I just can't get right, well, I hate to leave you, baby, don't mean maybe, because I love